in between the, when we had the break there, I was over there going through some of my notes, and, and David McDonald said to me, it's too late to cram now. <clears throat> you know, we have lots, we have so much to, to rejoice in this morning, this morning when we uh, met and we had the, uh, the Lord's Supper. Just to dwell on those rich truths that we have in his word, those truths that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you've been born again, it's sweet. The doctrine is sweet. God has given us his word, and so we, we, uh, we can rejoice in, in what it says, the promises that we have in him. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't know that your sins are forgiven, that your sins are washed away, please listen carefully. This is the most important thing you could ever hear. Not my words, it's the Bible, it's the word of God. And so I just want to thank you for being here if, you, if you're a new um, attendee. So let's begin in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord. We thank you for uh, a break in the weather. We thank you so much that we were able to make it here today, Lord. And, uh, and Father in heaven, help me to just share truth from your word, to be an encouragement, to... to Rejoice with my brothers and sisters in the Lord and maybe those that may even this very day come to know you as Lord and Savior. So help me, Father in heaven, as, uh, as this message is preached. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So this message is called The Signpost on the Road to Life. And hopefully that won't fall down. if I can make it work. Okay. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> There's a purpose to this, not just, not just fun. Okay, this sign has sharp edges. I used to put up a lot of signs when I was back in Edmonton, a lot of... Uh, Signage was one of the, uh, the jobs that we had to do. And yeah, they can be really sharp on the edges, so that's a welcome thing to see. Do not touch the edges of the sign, of this sign. Also, the bridge is out ahead. Just sort of as a, by the way, the bridge is out. I think that's more important than the sign has sharp, but that's just me. How about this one? Uh, this is an actual sign, like, uh, you know, I didn't, this is not photoshopped. This poor fellow, that's. There's a lot of scriptures that you can look at, like you could say, yield, yield to the Lord Jesus Christ, you could say, right? I mean, there's a lot in there. He goes about like a roaring, devouring lion, no, that's an alligator. How about that one? No dancing with deer. What scripture could that be? The Lord owns the cattle on the thousand hills. Even, even that one that we just saw there. That one too. Wow. Never had that happen. Falling rocks? Yes. Okay. All right. There's purpose. There's purpose to those. Okay. One time when I was preaching, I, I've used traffic signs, actual traffic signs, you know. I'd tell people, Stop! 
Think about this. Think about your life. There's only one way to heaven, because, you know, traffic signs, one way. Got to yield to the Lord Jesus Christ. God allows you turns, right? These are all wonderful little truths, but, you know, it's good as believers to, there's so much truth we can find. Even when, you know, when you go for, I, this is a story I heard that the Quakers used to, this is something that they did. They were very precise in what they did in certain things, and even when they're going for a glass of water, they would meditate on the glass of water, the living water. And I thought, that's kind of neat, you know? And we're walking, we're out, we're doing things, say, for an example. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. As Christians, we have beautiful feet. What is a sign? Well, it can be an indicator of things to come. If you see a sign saying Bridgewater 20 kilometers, then you say another, see another sign that says Bridgewater 10 kilometers, you know you're getting close, right? And if you keep going, the next sign says Bridgewater 19 kilometers, what do you think? You miss the turn, off-road, maybe Google's wrong. No, it couldn't be, couldn't be wrong. Well, signposts on the road to life. Sometimes we as believers, we get off track. Sometimes we even fall into a ditch. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever driven a vehicle into the ditch, you try to get out on your own. But you know what? A lot of the times we're in that ditch of our own doing, and sometimes God allows that. But sometimes, you know, we wait too long, and then we finally, ultimately, we say, I need to pray about this. So maybe in your life, along the signposts of your life, you've ended up in a ditch. You can call roadside assistance, but ultimately, you know, I'm not talking about putting a car in a ditch, am I? I'm talking about us as Christians. God is faithful. We talked earlier this morning, we spoke, our brother Clyde spoke, and you know, how kind God is when we fall, and he is so kind, so good, And when you realize you need God's help, he knows. And he's there, he's waiting. I heard a wonderful thought. Someone said, I heard the thought. Um, you know, you can take a lot of steps away from God, but it's always only one step back. It's always only one step back. So saints, I want to tell you this, this morning as an encouragement to you. There's a lot of signs out there. There's signs that Christ's coming is soon approaching. There's a scripture that talks about Jerusalem. It shall happen in that day that I make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces. Though all nations of the earth are gathered against it, then in verse 9, it shall be in that day I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. And I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplications. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. So 
So there's the Arab world. And there, that tiny speck, that's Israel. That's a signpost. That's a signpost. Has God forgotten Israel? No. Praise the Lord. Has he forgotten us? No. A lot of the signposts in our life, we may think, where is God? Where is he? What's going on? You know, the word of God is so much more than just something to just refer to now and then. We as believers, it's our, it's our very life's blood, spiritual life, right? God allows certain events in our lives, circumstances, and you know, a lot of times it reveals how our walk is going with him. It's interesting, isn't it? Sometimes God squeezes us to see what's going to come out. And that's the part that God is just showing us that we need work in. And maybe you're today, this morning, God is squeezing you through circumstances, through illness, through a multitude of different things. But they come through the loving hand of God if you're a believer. And if you're not a believer, maybe God is trying to wake you up. Maybe this is one of those signposts that he wants you to pay attention to. He knows what we need, but he wants us to stay connected to him and relating to him through his word. That's why prayer is so vital to us as Christians. And we should not hinder the work of God as he's sanctifying us. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. When I was a new Christian, I thought, abide, abide. I know it meant remain after a while, after I looked it up, the old-fashioned way. And, um, okay, how do you do that? Well, are you going off the road of obedience to the word of God? Are you reading it? Are you believing it? Are you obeying it? You know what? The word of God, it's like living water. It's like a fire hose that we can all drink from. There's an abundance of it. It's not going to run out. The promises of God are not going to run out for us. But it makes such a huge difference in our lives when we take it and we abide in that. And those truths sink deep into our hearts. He wants us to bear much fruit. He's saying, stay connected to me, walk with me, daily, moment by moment, minute by minute. Maybe it's hour by hour. Maybe it's second by second. This is, our Christian life is not a static life. It's meant to be lived. And without that vital connection, you know, you'll end up in a ditch. The Bible is very much a map it's a compass, and like a map, it shows you if you continue a certain direction, you'll end up here or here. Word of God is like that. It's a compass, it points north. The Bible points to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the direction, He's the way. Physical signs also are symbolic of spiritual truths. Look at the emblems of the bread and the cup, the wine, symbolic of the body and blood of Christ. Many observed the miracles, but they missed the meaning. Jesus multiplied the loaves and fish, and many people missed the meaning. They followed him because they wanted to be fed, but they missed the greater meaning that he was the source of life, that he was able to provide. 
Remember the Israelites when they were led into the wilderness and they were grumbling and complaining, oh, remember the cucumbers, the meat, oh, the good old days. They were in slavery and bondage for 400 years. <laughs> Under terrible work conditions, without a union, they forgot their former selves. Now, when we become Christians, the devil wants us to think, oh, I used to have this or that. But you know, our sins were taking us further and further away from him. And God, in his grace and our rescue, he puts out signposts. He, he puts out ways for us to look. Sometimes it's an evangelist on the street. Sometimes it's a gospel tract that's been left inconspicuously somewhere and someone picks up. Sometimes it's in your work environment, and there's no shortage of trouble in this world. Everybody's got something going on. But it's touching how you can say to somebody, I'll pray for you, even if they say that they're an atheist or they don't believe in God. The world can say all they want, but they don't believe the world is still asking for a sign. People say, show us a sign that God exists. God would say, I gave you creation, but you would not believe. I gave you a conscience to help you see that there is good and evil. I gave you the Ten Commandments so you could see my standard of good and that you have sinned against me. I gave you my word so you would know I created you in my image. That marriage is between one man and one woman and that killing the unborn is murder and that there is only one male and female from the beginning. I gave you a justice system on earth so you would know that there is also a judgment for violating my will for you. I gave you my son so you would know that I so loved you and if you believe in him, you will not perish. I gave you Christians who, on my command, pleaded with you to turn to me and be saved from hell and the lake of fire. I waited again and again and again for you to repent because I don't want you to perish. I gave you the ability to choose life with me or a life forever without my presence. No fresh air, no air to breathe, no food to taste, no water to quench agonizing thirst, no comfort, no rest, no hope, no relationship with anyone. You will be alone, suffering unbearable misery that exceeds all remnants of time. Now I give you one more opportunity to surrender your life of sin and turn to my only begotten Son, the only one whose life and suffering and sacrifice can atone for all your sins. I command you to repent and trust in my Son, Jesus, because as sure as my Son rose from the dead, I will be glorified. Christians, stay on the road. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Stay on the road. A friend of ours, Nick Provo, he goes out on the street with us. He used to serve in the military. And he was in Afghanistan, I think it was. And he said, when you were told to drive that vehicle on the road, you stayed on the road because they had all kinds of explosive devices just off of the road, just the shoulder. And so when he told you to stay on that road, you stayed on that road. And when God says to us, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but through me. And when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, 
He means it. I said earlier that we have much to rejoice in as believers, and we do. We do, saints. We have so much. God has given us so much. And it all begins and ends with Jesus Christ, because without him, this life is pointless. It's meaningless. And people will fill their lives with any and everything they can to somehow grasp at some sense of the thought that they think this world is all about. But you know, the common theme I've heard from a lot of people on the street, they can be very rich, and they say, my life is empty, my life is meaningless. I've got everything I ever wanted in my life. They don't even know the jeopardy that they're in, the state of their own soul at that point in time. And God in his mercy has given us the truth. And it's a glorious thing to be able to tell people about it. A lot of people over the years, they ask me, why doesn't God stop the terrible things going on in this world? And I usually say, don't you see that if your life, and this life we were shielded from the misery and suffering that people would think that everything is fine, all is well. It is because there is suffering and sorrow and terrible injustice that makes us say something is wrong. Something is very wrong. There is a danger in a life that has no need to question death and sorrow and consequences for our actions and our true purpose for existing. Great danger. Lulled along on the road to hell and not even a thought of the wrath to come. When I was early in my walk, I remembered going door to door. This guy's got the house, he's got the boat, uninterested. There was a hockey game on. I didn't like going out and about when they're having the Stanley Cup playoffs. They rarely came to the door. I would persist, but they would mostly be upset, saying, don't you know that the game is on? I says, don't you know I have something to tell you? But that's the way that that is. What do I need God for? David McDonald and David Hansen the other day were talking about hunting and dogs called duck taulers. Is that what they're called? Where's David? Duck taulers? Is that David Hansen? Sorry. Um, I guess these dogs would be very excited and jumping around in the back of the vehicle because they were going to be doing what they were made to do. They were going to go out there and get those ducks, pick them up, go get them. This is an exciting life we have as Christians. We have the truth. I hope that in your heart you're excited. I hope that you're rejoicing that God is your Redeemer, that our Redeemer lives. And I get really excited when I see people that don't know the Lord, or I think they may not know the Lord, because let's face it, everybody that has a heartbeat here needs the Lord. But just like those duck tallers in our hearts, we should be able to say, I need to tell them. I need to tell these people. I was built for this. God's created us and he has sustained us and he's given us everlasting life and he wants us to tell him about, tell people about his son so they can know him so that heaven can be full. Another signpost. Matthew 24, 30. 
Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. The sign of the Son of Man. What is the global symbol affiliated with Jesus Christ? It's the cross, yeah. Maybe it's going to be this massive cross where everybody on earth will see it all at the same time. All at once, and I don't mean through the technology aspect of it, but it's going to happen. Sorry, I lost my spot here. You know, prophecies validate God's absolute integrity and sovereignty. There are so many fulfilled prophecies. I said that before uh, my last message. Some 500 prophecies have already been fulfilled. Those are signposts. That should encourage us. We know those promises are true. We know that Jesus Christ is coming. We know that we could be raptured at any moment. Bear with me if you're a mid-tribber. But uh, it's going to happen. So, signposts on the road to life. Do you need help getting out of the ditch? Go Go to the word of God. Let your brothers and sisters in Christ know if they can help in any way. God has equipped us in so many ways. We each have specific resources at our hand, not only as a body of believers, but individually. And I want to encourage you this evening, seek the Lord. Call upon him. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, seek the Lord. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way in the end. Unrighteous man his thoughts, let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And just as was spoken by Clyde earlier today, God does have mercy for those who fall. And he has love and forgiveness for those who would humble themselves and come to him through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you once again for uh, your word. Thank you for the promises that are contained within it. Thank you, Father in heaven, for each and every person that's here. Lord, may, may your word be alive to them. Help us, Father in heaven, to be hungry for your word and to be satisfied only by your word. Help us to realize that uh, there are many people in this world, Father in heaven, that have no idea what happens to them after they die. But the gospel solves all of it, Father in heaven. And so we thank you. And as we go forth from here, Father in heaven, may your word be honored. May the Lord Jesus be exalted. In Jesus' name, amen. And there's one song.